0: possession. Gordon could not have it and lost the ball. Gordon fumbles and it's picked up. Nick Bollinger, the former Missouri Tiger with a game-changing play. A scoop and score. Melvin Ingram knocked the ball loose from Melvin Gordon and the Chiefs have the lead in this crowd is done. Wow. Well, shit i know something happening because everything's moving hey what's up everybody you're listening to the elevated sports podcast and this is eric Segala. welcome back everybody you're listening to another episode of the elevated sports podcast and yep it's me eric sagala your humble host and here we are Week 18, another crushing defeat by these Denver Broncos. And after this crushing, soul grabbing defeat to the Los Angeles Chargers, the Denver Broncos have been officially eliminated from the playoffs. Leave the table now, Rich. Why? 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 I'm asking you to leave the table. now. No, 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 no. I will not leave the table. No. Leave the table. Well, f*** you. And f*** you. And f*** you, pretty boy. And f*** you all very much. I'm out of here. Have a good one this should seriously not come at any sort of surprise and let's go ahead and just stop with the whole suggestion that we need to fire vic fangio listen if we were gonna fire vic fangio it would have happened after the humiliating loss to the backups of the cleveland browns team on thursday night football where we had to sit through that just watch sorry sorry ass offense and just a terrible performance overall that was the game Ron miller was like i'm gonna you know wreck this game you know and ended up getting traded the next week if he was gonna get fired he would have gotten fired after losing to a head coachless las vegas raiders team when they just got rid of john gruden we were facing him that week that they released him and they ended up going into that situation and beating the broncos if we were gonna fire him we should have fired him after the eagles game when we had momentum when we lost to the eagles the eagles this is it's just sad to see uh and and nothing's gonna really get done until the changes happen at the ownership position and right now we, we don't know what the situation is we you know a lot of people in the Denver Broncos organization believes that they're going to possibly sell the team and the bowling kids, they're going to, you know, go on their way and just go their separate ways and just take the money. And who knows who's going to take over the team. A lot of people speculate it's going to be a celebrity of some sort, but that's not the reality of NFL football franchises. Uh, It's going to be some millionaire that you've never heard of, or billionaire you've never heard of. Yeah, he's going to take over the team. Who who knows what's going to happen after that? It's crazy to think that Vic Fangio believes that his job is safe with the Denver Broncos right now, and one game left, I imagine that he's going to get fired at the end of the season if they decide to keep him. It, he just doesn't seem concerned that that he's going to get fired and why his job is on the hot seat. You know what, dude? It's just stuff like that that, ugh... This Denver Bronco organization has been falling apart for a while. And, uh, yeah, it really starts from the very tip-top and not having an owner, not holding people accountable like Vic Fangio and getting rid of him at the end of the year of last year, which should have happened because you never see a coach go into a season with two losing seasons, get a third opportunity. Um, You know, they might want to use the COVID excuse as an opportunity. That's the reason why, you know, we brought him back is because we had, you know, COVID. Everybody went through that year, you know. I wish that we could go back to the year of you know, Shanahan, or even even the late, great Dan Reeves, who sadly passed away over this past weekend. Rest in peace, Dan Reeves, a real coach. Uh, you're going to be surely missing. You were a Bronco legend, the first Denver Broncos head coach inducted into the Broncos Ring of Fame. So what a legend. Uh, sadly passed away at 77, but he'll never be forgotten, taking his team with John Elway to three Super Bowls. And uh, who knows? Who knows if we were on the right side of those Super Bowls where Dan Reeves' legacy would actually be. That was a recording from, of course, uh, last week. Didn't really produce an episode um, last week. Just because at that time, you know, I was just uh, super busy again. So, but here I am, giving you kind of a final Week 18 for the first time in NFL history. Week 18 wrap-up of this uh, current season. And of course, you know, I was talking about the Broncos. Pretty uh, disappointed in the season. You know, it was basically playoffs or bust for Vic Fangio. And, of course, we failed to do so. And and uh, that was all in motion once I heard that there was clamor of uh, you know the possibility of him coming back. Like, could you imagine if Vic Fangio did not get fired? Or, for that fact, Joe Judge, who uh, you know, I thought he was going to stick around. I was like, what the hell is going on in New York? But uh, Joe Judge, I don't know. Uh, they like the name. you know. Joe Judge sounds like a coach's name. You know, Judge Black. You know, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Um, I'm glad they fired him, and I'm glad they got rid of Vic. But yes, that's the uh, breaking news uh, coming. Not, not. It wasn't Black Monday for the Denver Broncos. It was Black Sunday as this news broke out immediately after the game. um, uh, That you know, they really didn't know what his future was, and he just says basically said in the post game interview, "Don't worry about me." Then we got the news the following day on Sunday morning. You know, it was the first thing I kind of woke up to was uh, stretching my body out, you know, good old you know, getting ready for the day, you know, nothing to really watch, you know, nothing to root for because, of course, the Broncos got just absolutely obliterated the day before. Nah, not obliterated, but we blew that game. Um, feels like an obliteration. I don't know. Still feeling that from the past games that we've just got our asses kicked and... This whole season was just an ass-whooping that the Broncos got. And uh, I don't know. Uh, We'll see what the future has. But, yeah, Sunday morning, the news about Vic Fangio was released. He had been fired and uh, should have not came at any surprise. Shouldn't even happen after his third year. It should have happened, you know, last year. I I don't think we should have brought him back for a third year just because we didn't see progress. And that's the way it normally goes with coaches. You know, you give them two-year opportunity, you know, First year is bad, you know. Okay, let's see what you do the next year. Yes, next year is just as bad. Well, you know, probably, you know, sit there and blame the COVID issue, you know. Uh, we had that year, you know. But everybody had that year as well. And, yeah, we were, what, 5-11 and 11 last year, the Broncos. And now, uh, finishing this season off at a 7-10 and 10 record um uh, damn just really bad performance overall by uh the coaching and uh, that, that's really where it starts the coaching was awful especially on the offensive side of things defense you know there's a lot of good things to really see with this team there's a lot of hope for the Denver Broncos I uh definitely think that you know with Justin Simmons being the face, the current face of the franchise. That might change next year, depending on what they do at the quarterback position, or if they get somebody really good coming out of college. We will see, but we'll, we'll talk about what's next for the Denver Broncos, because there's a whole lot of breaking news. A whole lot of things that are going on in the NFL. Um, but yeah, Big Fangio was fired Sunday, and immediately after he was fired, they fired good old Tom McMahon, special teams coordinator which should have you know happened middle of last year at some point you know because uh, there was just so many f-ups by him and it, it's just been really bad to watch the special teams for denver has been bad for some time and there hasn't been anything that's happened to get that resolved and then of course um uh, no surprise there pat schirmer he had been fired as well so the everybody's favorite trio finally fired and uh it was a good day in denver but yeah so much information to kind of get into uh we'll also kind of highlight so i don't want to get in too much into the games uh just some games that really stood out to me because uh especially in this last week there was definitely quite a few that was uh, a couple of wowzers, you know that was a uh, now uh, yeah that was a week for the ages i guess um but all around great week of football uh, great past two weeks of football and, uh, Broncos have been eliminated Didn't see that one coming Just kidding, of course I did Vic <laughs> Fangio's fired Didn't see that one coming, yes I did Um, but other than that, uh, we'll also Get into ownership, because there's been Some news and stuff that has happened there Um, potential New coaching staff for The Denver Broncos And, um yeah, man, we'll, we'll definitely get into all that and uh, also kind of give you a breakdown of the uh, playoff preview, super wild card weekends coming up. We're also going to get our very first Monday night playoff game in history. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. But, um, I mean, with the Denver Broncos being eliminated, uh, that was basically the final straw. So there were some rumors that... George Payton didn't really want to get rid of Vic Fangio because he liked him and there was good communication and uh, he was friends. uh, Oh, and we'll also break down, you know, other teams, head coaches that got fired. So there's a bunch of head coaching jobs available. So if you guys want to, you know, clean up that resume of yours and uh, hand it on into the NFL, you know, throw your hat in, you know. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, Damn, what's next for these Denver Broncos? So, yeah, we, we lose to the... San Diego Chargers. San Diego. Superchargers. Second second to last week of the game. That was basically the elimination game. That's when we got booted and uh, we got our asses kicked. Then, you know, hey, you know what? Vic may be able to keep a job. If you can show us something that is worth, you know, that's going to excite us for next season. You know, you're going to give us something that's going to be well worth it. You know, come on. Come on, Vic. Just just. Come on, beat beat the Chiefs once. Just just beat the Chiefs, right? That was his goal. You know, beat the freaking Chiefs. And yeah, um, he was gonna beat the Chiefs. I mean, we were winning that game. The Denver Broncos had a good freaking, you know, game plan. They were doing well. And then for third straight year, you know, baseball, strike three, you're out. I mean, Malvin Gordon. I don't I know it was just completely blown up play by the defense nobody came around to uh, block that guy but uh man you gotta fight for that ball dude uh, even drew lock i mean he could have done something you know he kind of just like reacted to the play a little late so that was bad uh one of the big things though i mean just third straight time or not third straight time but third time this year that we saw melvin gordon fumble the ball uh, you know, you had that Washington game, which almost cost us the game. We ended up winning thanks to Justin Simmons' interception. Uh, who is the... Uh, he was named this year's Demarius Thomas MVP award, which was awesome. And then uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater won the Good Guy award. But uh, yeah, there was some something interesting there. I mean, it didn't cost us the game, but then there was the Eagles game. Uh, the Eagles game where Melvin Gordon fumbled and they returned it back for a touchdown, and you know Teddy Bridgewater got a lot of heat. Um, that was strike two. I mean that that definitely cost us the game. Then of course this last one, yeah, he just had no chance and fumbled the ball. And yeah, dude, I mean Melvin Gordon has had a history. He had a really good season this year. I think he broke a thousand, but he also has had a history of fumbles, and we've seen that. That goes all the way back to San Diego. Um, There's no question there. But, I mean, I'm just not too hype on the good old Melvin Gordon. Um, I've seen what Javante Williams has done. I've seen some flashes of uh, Mike Boone, and Mike Boone has been, you know, kind of fun to watch. So, yeah, the the, uh, head coaches got fired as a result of that uh, loss, um, that fumble that basically caused us the game. And the final score was, what, 28-24? whoop-de-doo nothing really exciting about it uh drew lock had a couple of rushing touchdowns which was kind of fun to see you know brought back some uh um, tim tebow memories but i don't want to see that as my quarterback so like drew if you're gonna if that your plan is gonna start running just just stop because uh not about it um the ownership situation it sounds like um, the kaiser estate kind of like um they were overruled and basically said that they have no say in uh the future ownership of the team so it sounds like that's just a roadblock removed for the team to sell and some names have been dropped down it's been uh peyton manning has like a a ownership group that he's going to try and work with to try and take over the team and then also john alway has a separate group that wants to try and take over the team so that's going to be interesting and that'll be something in and of itself don't know the situation between the bowling kids Uh, that's always been kind of like hard to find but not going to really comment on that because I don't know too much about his children Um, but yeah I mean uh, this thoughts on this current team I mean Pat Shermer I don't know what what his game plan was or what really his identity was on offense and I don't know what he got in the NFL for if he just got lucky but he just didn't know what to do with this type of team with Teddy Bridgewater or with Drew Locke um and you had two great running backs this season I mean yeah I've I've kind of uh, criticized Melvin Gordon this year but he was productive a thousand yards that's pretty productive and uh shit Javante Williams was 50 yards from breaking a thousand yards too so that would have been huge for the rookie and he was he has flashes of greatness we should have just ran him for a good portion of the year but we did not and uh it just seemed like you know the plays that you know Pat Shermer had put in for Drew Locke those last couple of games he was definitely playing you know conservative they were really concerned that he was gonna fumble or he was gonna you know turn the ball over throw a pick so uh, a lot of conservative calls and you could clearly see that i'm not one for you know conspiracy theories but it seemed like pat Schirmer kind of had it out for drew luck i don't know what the hell happened because drew luck was rick's gangarillo uh looked pretty damn good i mean those five games I mean, i've been saying that quite some time but you know I look like that system really worked well for him. He knew he, he felt comfortable in it. The Pat Shermer system didn't really work out, and uh, that's where things kind of was like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I'm glad that the Denver Broncos had decided to move on from Pat Shermer, from Vic Fangio, from Tom McMahon. Uh, and it, it's been a long time coming. Um, Sad as that's the same. You know, a lot of people, oh, I can't believe you people would want somebody to lose their jobs. You know, they, they're they fine. They're making, you know, they're making bucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole Pat Shermer play design for Drew Lock didn't really work out even towards the end of the season. Didn't really have much going on for them. And even during the halftime of the Oakland Raiders game, you know, uh, Nate Berlinson said it best, you know, that, uh, that the Broncos had two of the greatest unicorn quarterbacks of all time, John Alway and Peyton Manning. And um, for you not to have, you know, a good passing game, you know, it's really disheartening. So um, that, that, that's, that's I don't know. I really don't know if there is a future here for Drew Locke. Um, a lot of people still like Drew Locke. He's still under contract for one year. But I imagine that they're going to try and find a quarterback and uh, you never know you never know what they you know uh, may miss out on aaron Rodgers and russell wilson they may not even be available um just based on things that you see um and regarding you know if, if the the quarterbacks in the draft isn't some anybody that um you know the organization wants then they're probably just going to i don't know go with Drew Locke for one final year and see, you know, give him his last shot, but that's just giving him too many opportunities at that point, and I, I just don't see that happening. A lot of people here in Denver really hate Drew Locke, and uh, it's really not fair to him. This coaching staff was the, just the worst that we've had to go through in a while. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a really good question, too. You know, who do you think was worse Vic Fangio or Vance Joseph this is the uh, battle of the V's you know if you wanna get your opinion out you know on uh, this podcast you can email me at elevatedsportspodcast at gmail.com I will look into that and I will uh, respond to whoever just leave your name Give me your response on that. And you can even make playoff predictions. We'll even talk about playoff predictions or uh, Super Bowl odds. You know, it doesn't really matter. Just, you know, email me, sportspodcast.com or sportspodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, just leave me your thoughts. Uh, It's always cool to, you know, communicate out with the world. And uh, just email me and I'll I'll make a shout out to you. Just make sure you leave a name or somebody I can... uh, refer to when the time comes Um, but damn I mean yeah just a lot has happened Um, speaking of these last two weeks you know we talked about John Madden passing and how much he meant to the team well uh, Denver Broncos uh, Broncos country we also lost two um, big-time coaches for this franchise we lost the head coach um, of the 80s and you know early 90s with the John Elway days Good old head coach Dan Reeves, um, and man, uh, like I said, you know what, what, what could have been if if uh, P was on the right side of those games in the '80s. Uh, he sure in the hell had a great AFC uh, playoff runs. I mean, some of those games against the Browns, those were exciting. We played the Cleveland Browns. The Denver Broncos played the Cleveland Browns three times in the AFC Championship in the '80s. I think it was '86, '87, and '89 and uh each time the broncos came out on top two of them are the most infamous games of all time the drive and the fumble and uh those are just exciting games to watch like anytime that's on replaying or anything like that i'll sit down stop what i'm doing and just just watch you know away at work on the drive or you know just that it's just a really good underrated rivalry um that sadly it's kind of you know it's no longer anywhere near that because uh Bernie Kosar was pretty, pretty talented quarterback in the 80s. And, uh, I don't know, it's just like one team's really good and one team's really bad, one team's really bad, one team, you know, it's just how it goes. I mean, right now, the Cleveland Browns are a pretty damn good team. They're better than the different Broncos, and they've proven that. But other than uh, Dan Reeves, you know, rest in peace, he passed away at 77. We also lost Greg Robinson, who is battling a form of Alzheimer's. Um, Greg Robinson was the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos during our Super Bowl run Uh, even had a head coaching stint in Syracuse after that was all said and done Um, and he kind of bounced around in the league but you know we don't really win those games without him I mean you just he was very emotional and very uh, he was a very colorful character on the sideline Um, there was like I just remember, like, old NFL films, like the championship VHS tape I used to own of him just, like, hyping up his defense. He's like, keep hanging, keep hanging, keep hanging. And I was like, yeah, you, you know, I just like those type of emotional coaches. So, sadly, we lost Greg Robinson. Uh, just want to kind of reach out to them and uh, uh, our condolences. And, you know, you'll, you won't be forgotten because you will live forever here at Mile High. Uh, and then John Madden. Uh, even though he was an Oakland Raider. I mean, I didn't really I kind of just, you know, mentioned it in the last podcast, but do really want to take the time out of him saying, you know, his journey was incredible. Um as a coach, he took over in 19 what, 69 and um damn, he had some really good teams. Um and then at one point they were going to the AFC Championship game oh, and uh also being considered one of the top teams each year i mean he that's why he was one of the winningest winningest coaches in nfl history is because what he had done right away when he took over with the raiders when in those early 70s um you know he lost to miami dolphins a few times he's lost to um the pittsburgh steelers which you know that was when the steelers were going through their dynasty so uh he was really struggling trying to win the big one but each time he lost he he lost to the eventual super bowl champion you know i i know he lost to the colts in the 70s 1970 he lost to uh the miami dolphins i think 72 or 73 um then to the raiders in 74 then 75 which was one of their best teams that they ever had and they lost to the steelers again in uh which was a really icy game and uh yeah, the, that was the Steelers were, you know, having their heyday. And then in 76, finally, that was the year, you know, Kenny Stabler had. I mean, that was just a phenomenal team. When you think about their offense, um, it's incredible. Kenny Stabler is the quarterback. Um, God, I can't remember the, the, the running back's name, but uh, I'll look him up. Um, wide receivers, you had uh, Cliff Branch, CU Alumni, hell yeah, represent. Um cliff branch who was the the guy who to go to on on the deep pass and he was he was fun to watch too uh fred bolitnikov you had dave casper that right there man that is like a legend legendary offense but they finally get to the super bowl you know they finally beat the steelers um they get, I think they lost to a game I don't know, it was the Patriots or something like that A team that they weren't expecting to lose to And they ended up beating them in the playoffs, getting their revenge Then beating the Steelers All those years that they couldn't get beat them And then, uh, yeah, went to the uh, Super Bowl And uh, didn't look back I mean, they were battling another team that has Been long elusive of that Super Bowl Still are, unfortunately, the Minnesota Vikings And, uh, yeah, they, they've had a hell of a game plan That's the good old Old man Willie! Old man Willie! moment that i remember uh when they showed the highlights you know just go to willie brown former denver bronco as well you know making in pick six and good times uh, yeah i mean that was john madden's moment that's when he had won the super bowl and uh it was a good time for him and then of course the following year <laughs> those damn cinderella denver broncos beat the oakland raiders in the playoffs sending them home i think it was in the divisional round I think they played the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC Championship. No, it was uh, Clarence Davis, who was the running back for the Oakland Raiders. But yeah, um, but the Denver Broncos had a... Uh, yeah, they went to the Super Bowl in 76. Lost to the Cowboys, of course, but um, John Madden retired shortly after that um, and um, just kind of rode off in the sunset. Not really. He was still in the you know image and then had an incredible broadcasting career which is uh what I grew up with just you know a lot of his games I do remember um and then he called a couple of Super Bowls that the Broncos were in well one of them but uh I, I just really was a big fan of John Madden so um it was sad to see him go um but that documentary that just came out on Christmas Day was pretty good as well uh all man I recommend it um also, i been watching the uh, Tom Brady documentary. Yeah, I know everybody wants to give me hate over that. But uh, it was actually pretty good. You know, it's uh, it's historic, man. I remember a lot of those Super Bowls. I remember, you know, being a, a Rams fan in the early 2000s because, you know, that 99 game. I was actually rooting on the Tennessee Titans. I remember that Super Bowl. Then um, they were stopped one yard short. But that, like that, after that game, I was like, who's this Kurt Warner dude? He's, he's a gunslinger. And I was a big fan of Kurt Warner. And then, of course, they go to the Super Bowl again and lose to the Patriots. And that was an epic game. But the tuck rule game, I mean, talk about controversial. But, yeah, I mean, it just gets really good after that. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, If you have ESPN Plus, um, watch it. Um, If not, tough titty? I don't know. Um, But speaking of Tom Brady, uh, kind (laughs) of... I don't even know what to say about this guy. Is this... Is this not the future MVP of the uh, the NFL? I mean, this guy is leading the NFL at the age of 44 or 43. I don't know. I ain't paying attention to his birthday. He started the year 43. But he started, he's leading the league in touchdowns and passing yards. Like, unbelievable, man. Um, yeah, he's probably going to win MVP again. Uh, but... So in that Jets game, you know, as much controversy that was surrounding it, basically, you know, Tom Brady had to come back in that one when, uh, you know, Antonio Brown, you know, just proved to the NFL and the rest of the world how much of a clown he is. And, uh, you know, his ankle hurt and he didn't want to go in, but they were, like, forcing him to go in. And then in the meantime, he's doing jumping jacks and hopping all around down at the end zone, like, nothing wrong with my ankles but you know i don't know It just dude needs to get himself some help he's not all the way there uh that's my uh, diagnosis it's clearly i don't know he's just just kind of a loose guy loose cannon so yeah then they they released him after that but i mean tom brady i mean he just kind of like that all that drama and shit that was going on didn't really affect him i mean he just went out there and did his business came back against the jets. i know it was against the jets but you know he came back but you know, he's he's going to the play i really think whoever wins in the nfc that's who's gonna win the super bowl that's my prediction i mean look at these names the rams even the cowboys cardinals packers bucks those are uh those are some exciting teams to watch and i i can't wait to see them uh obviously i don't think the eagle i mean if the eagles go all the way to the super bowl that'll be an amazing crazy story but i doubt that they would even win it um <laughs> but uh in in last week they had the uh, Bengals and chiefs game before the broncos got you know disappointed by the chiefs the Bengals basically yeah, that was a fun game to watch too it was back and forth uh but you oh my god the incredible emergence of the legendary jamar chase man this guy jamar chase he's going to be a superstar for years to come three touchdowns in that game and uh, all of them were incredible but yeah they 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 came back in that game and they beat him. i mean they were right there on the goal line they were stopping them at every chance they got then Two crucial flags just put the game away, and the Bengals were threatening. And then they're like, "All right, we're just gonna kick a field goal and uh, go home because there's no more time left." And you, you guys messed up. And uh, yeah, the Bengals clinched their very first AFC North championship since 2015, which is crazy to think. Um, good old Red Rocket days. Tennessee, though, they're now the number one seed in the AFC. And uh, they had to, you know, win the last week in order for them to, you know, secure that because the Chiefs had lost to Bengals and put them down a game. So if the uh, Tennessee Titans can hold on to a win, you know, and and, uh, beat Houston, which they did, you know, Houston put up a good fight, but you know, Tennessee just kind of like, no, we got this, we need this. They get an extra week off so they can rest King Henry. All hail King Henry. King King Henry, oh my god, man, I, I just can't wait to see his playoff version and see how he's going to do, you know, rejuvenated. Um, he could have came back, what, I think two weeks ago, but they were like, no, let's get you ready for the playoffs because we're going to the playoffs, so. Yeah, I can't wait to see Derrick Henry out there. Derrick is a great running back and, you know, championship Derrick Henry. <sighs> Talk about just... Dominance, and that's what we're gonna see. This is gonna be fun. Tennessee, I mean, they've they've been right there, so I I, I really imagine that they would be able to pull it off and uh, get back to. Man, it wouldn't surprise me if they go to the Super Bowl. But is really anybody saying you know oh, Tennessee's going to the Super Bowl? I mean, Julio Jones didn't really live up to uh, you know what what everybody thought he was gonna be this year. I think he finally got his first touchdown the last week of the game, and or the last game of the week. But, uh, you know, what's his name? A.J. Brown was hurt for some time, and Derrick Henry got hurt. He tried bringing in Adrian Peterson, and, you know, Peterson was only in for a couple of games, and then, you know, Von- Dante Foreman doing a great job for this team. So that's going to be fun. Uh, I, I It's it's really a surprise that they finished number one. I did not have them ranked in this high. I did have them going to the playoffs. So, I mean, like the majority of the teams I had going to the playoffs – um, I was right about except for basically you know I would I didn't see the Eagles and I didn't see uh, didn't see the Raiders didn't see the Steelers I didn't think I, I said the Ravens and Browns were gonna be in the playoffs and wrong about those ones so yeah but my uh, Super Bowl prediction may come true I did predict uh, Rams and uh, Buffalo Bills that is still a possibility so I'm feeling confident about that one um yeah speaking of which i mean the raiders and chargers they had that that sunday night game that was uh you know win and basically get in or tie and you can both hold hands and tie and it's crazy to think how many people thought a tie was actually going to happen and that they wanted it to happen i mean these are afc west opponents they're rivals now i mean one's team may see it as a rivalry more than the other Um, But they're still in the same division since 1960. So there's hatred within these two organizations. And uh, see Justin Herbert kind of smiling on the sideline. I never wanted to tie so bad with the other team having the ball with the Raiders. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? This is going to happen? And I didn't think it was going to happen. But apparently they thought, you know, about it on the sideline. The Raiders, they were like confident with going with the tie. We both go to the playoffs and, you know, we all... You know, kumbaya into the playoffs. Not, that's not gonna happen. Not with the AFC West. Um, and, and then, yeah, the coach, uh, Staley, Brandon Staley. You know, calling that timeout basically made him rethink. You're like, you know what? Let's let's just win this one. And uh, the Raiders' social media did a good job. You know, uh, doing a great job of <laughs> posting online and saying, you know, it's just win, baby. Not just tie baby and I was like yeah good for you you guys yeah I mean fuck the Raiders but you know they're going to the playoffs Chargers going home You and little Justin Herbert look so sad um uh-huh welcome welcome to the couch bud you're watching it with the rest of us um and then yeah the, I mean the Browns didn't make it to the playoffs that was uh that was a shocker I mean I, I granted I know Baker Mayfield got hurt this year and he played hurt You don't play through the injury. Um, And a lot of people say, it was just non-throwing shoulder shouldn't affect him. I mean, an injury is going to affect you regardless. Um, But I want to know, you know, a lot of people are wanting to already bury Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. This dude is the only one that has taken your team to the playoffs and won a playoff game. I mean, imagine that. And now you guys want to run him out of town? Are you guys sure you want to go through that path of trying to look for another quarterback you guys want to sit there in darkness and just hope that you either you know gamble on a quarterback or you get the you know the draft a quarterback I mean you guys have had bad history with quarterbacks and you know what the Denver Broncos are right there with you so we're gonna see what happens I mean I if I was a Cleveland Brown fan I would not want them to get rid of Baker Mayfield I see a lot of potential with him one bad season really doesn't define what he is going to be and if you keep if you want to keep him on the field, get better help at the line. I mean, it sucks that Joe Thomas retired, because Joe Thomas would have took care of Baker Mayfield like none other, so. Uh, but yeah, Cleveland, I mean, I don't know, yeah, playing hurt, That that's probably the reason why you know they had an upsetting season, but you know, they had Davion Clowney and uh, Miles Garrett, that was supposed to be like the most intimidating rush duo of all time, but uh, yeah, I mean, but the Ravens didn't make it. They played the Rams second last week, and uh, they were winning that one. But still playing with Huntley, and uh, that was the comeback for Stafford after having such a slow start. But we also saw some big time game, you know, you know moments by Von Miller. Von Miller looked like he was getting ready, just you know, priming himself for playoff form. And LA, I'm kind of jealous because you got one hell of a player. When he gets to the playoffs, it's lights out. So, it wouldn't surprise me if the Rams, you know, run their momentum, go all the way to Super Bowl. It wouldn't surprise me, but, you know, Stafford's got to play good. Stafford's got to play, you know, 100% clean. We'll see what happens in the playoffs when it really goes down, because they're going to have a hell of a challenge right off the start, going up against the NFC West opponent, Arizona Cardinals. um, Which I did say, you know, was going to be a top team, but they didn't win the division. They didn't win, you know, they weren't the top seed, which I thought, but... I mean, this playoffs. This is where it's any given Sunday, any given game. It's gonna be crazy, and a lot of teams that you that are really good, you're gonna lose right away, and you're gonna be like, damn. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the whole reason that the Rams traded for Von Miller. They knew that uh, he was he's he's a different player when the playoffs come around. So that's awesome. Um, we'll look into NFL mock drafts in the future. Um, We'll kind of like Break down some of them We'll kind of like Look at them And be like Oh you know That's interesting Because I've already Seen a few uh, Have the Broncos Going after a linebacker Um, Yeah I think A lineman at one point And I was like Hmm But then I saw Some of the more Interesting ones The ones that always Get me to click And it's like There's only one Quarterback taken In the top ten I was like Ooh let's see And it's like Can he pick it to The Denver Broncos Or or, um, uh, Matt Corral to the Denver Broncos you know Desmond Ritter to the Broncos you know all these quarterback names are coming to the Broncos at number nine Um, and and it's just different names each time so that just shows you you know nobody really knows there's no clear-cut number one quarterback coming into this draft class but there is um, a clear-cut number one overall player and that's probably uh, Kayvon Thibodeau uh, of Oregon he he looked great this year and uh, there's also Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan Uh, those are two names I've been seeing you know being drafted number one uh, number two Um, so it's going to be interesting Uh, we'll get more into that Um, but damn I mean Vic Fangio fired that that was one of the first you know big names that came out and uh, immediately after that um, you know they, they let that Sunday go through Then Black Monday came around, and the Bears started it off, firing Matt Nagy after four years. Um, you know, had a little package deal with him, as they also included firing GM Ryan Pace. Um, the biggest surprise, though, has to be Brian Flores from Miami, who was there three years. Um, apparently there was a power struggle between him and GM. And, uh... What's his name? Something Greer. Uh... But yeah, I mean, the last they beat the Patriots the last three times that they came head to head to them. So Miami was like one of the few teams that could ever beat the Patriots, and they've had two winning records the last two years. So that was a big surprise. I'm pretty sure Bronco fans would have loved the trade off, you know, instead of having Vic Fangio, they would have loved having Brian Flores. Uh, but you know, no, they probably would have ran him out of two because it wasn't good enough. They didn't make it to the playoffs the last three years either. So. But he was still, you know, it looked like they were on the rise. Um, that Miami team, it's just crazy how they started the season off 1-7. and seven, And then basically had a six-game winning streak. We're seven 7-7 seven at one point, and, you know, dangerously knocking at the playoffs. Granted, they lost to uh, Tennessee, and Tennessee's like, we're not going to lose to Miami. We're going to whoop their ass. And they just whoop their ass. And that's basically what they did. So, hey, they, yeah, they got, they basically dominated them. Um... And, uh, I mean, that's just, I I just can't believe it happened. I can't believe that the Miami Dolphins would get rid of Brian Flores. Uh, I don't know if he's a candidate for the Denver Broncos. I don't think so. I have not heard anything about that, but, uh, he is definitely going to be a candidate for other head coaching jobs. As also, um, out of New York, the general manager for the Giants, Dave Gettleman, he retired after four years with the team. Um. Looked like a really tired dude who couldn't do it anymore, so. And then there was talks on Monday that Joe Judge was going to stick around with the the Giants after having a four-year and 13 season. And then, I mean, that, with Fromm, Jake Fromm, going for that uh, scramble, quarterback keep or whatever it was on third and eight, all the way backed up, all the way through their own, like, fucking eight-yard line. I couldn't believe that. They just give up on the, on the game. Why don't you just kneel and then just, you know, move on with your life? But, uh yeah um but yeah that was not the case uh joe judge ended up getting fired today um well deserving so so that wasn't that was waiting for that to happen i couldn't believe that they didn't do it right away but they should have but uh, i could imagine that the outpour in new york was just going bonkers so yeah i mean there's a head coaching job in new york head coaching job in miami head coaching job in chicago then there was also, of course uh, minnesota the Vikings fire head coach Mike Zimmer and general manager Rick Spielman. Zimmer was there for eight seasons. He was a uh, had a pretty good record, 72-56-1. He's probably their best coach since Bud Grant, but just could never get to that elusive Super Bowl that this team is like dying for. They need a Super Bowl. I mean, it's just... Minnesota's got to be the next team, but it's not going to happen this year because they missed the playoffs. Spillman was there for 16 years. Rick Spillman was donezo too. So um, it was. We've kind of you know touched on a few local, you know legends that have passed away. Another one that happened um, yesterday: uh, legendary wide receiver Don Maynard of the New York Jets had passed away. He was 86 years old. So rest in peace to him. And then. Uh, What else is going on? Taysom Hill is going to have two surgeries for his Liz Frank injury. Um, One to kind of like get it fixed and then one to kind of like get it going. But who knows? Uh, Nobody's going to be really worried about Taysom Hill. They're going to be talking about Jameis Winston next year when he comes back. Uh, But, yeah, that wild Sunday night, I mean, that was was crazy. That was good stuff to watch, uh, watching the uh, Chargers go home. And uh, I kind of already really said all that. For the playoff preview, that's going to be interesting. Well, in the NFL here, it's going to start off Saturday. Um, oh, wait, did I finish talking about any of the games? Uh, let's see, Dallas Cowboys beat the Eagles pretty handily. Um, the Eagles are going to the playoffs, which is the biggest surprise. Uh, the Cleveland swept Cincinnati this year, which was interesting. Um, and the Bengals still won the division, so hey... Um, I mean, none of these really games. I mean, Houston lost to Tennessee. Tennessee barely, you know, barely beat them. Oh, the biggest one. The biggest surprise. Oh, the Indianapolis Colts had to beat the Jacksonville. I knew I was forgetting some. The Indianapolis Colts had to win their final game of the season, and pretty much, you know, that's how this whole wild scenario happened. I mean, the Colts had to beat the Jaguars to, you know, punch their ticket into the playoffs. And... They completely overlooked the Jags. I mean, they came into that game and got punched in the mouth. And Jacksonville playing great defense. Trevor Lawrence playing great, foot. you know, promising football for the next seasons to come. Uh, It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Even though this was a horrible season and Urban Meyer just completely obliterated things and fucked things up. I mean with the players and the talent you guys have I mean it's going to be fun it's going to be interesting but the Colts I mean Jonathan Taylor he was the life source of that team and they completely stopped him and uh, had a goal line stance against him made it look easy and yeah I just it was awesome just seeing every single player on the Colts at the end of that game with their mouths dropped like what the fuck happened to us like how did we let this one get away from us that's a look of everybody. Everybody was so disappointed. <laughs> I'm just—it sucks. I know. I know the feeling. So the lose on the last game of the season—that—that's heartbreaking. So sadly that happened. Um, and yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars—they have something to look forward. Look, something to look forward to in the future with you know they at least know who their quarterback is going to be so even though they got the number one overall pick they're not going to worry about a quarterback they got that taken care of they might get Thubido. and uh, that'd be awesome for them going after defense but also getting a lineman protect them wouldn't be so bad tackle from alabama's pretty good green bay packers detroit lions um lions beat the Packers. Mm-hmm. crazy to think right 37 30 but, uh, you know, they, they pulled Aaron Rodgers at halftime. Let's see what Jordan Love can do. Jordan Love can't do anything. That's why I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to leave Green Bay. I mean, they need him. They want him so bad. Um, they just don't want to tell him. You know, it's just a little petty shit. And uh, I imagine that Aaron Rodgers will either be back with uh, Green Bay or he wins the Super Bowl and retires. But we'll get more into that. Um nothing there. Buffalo Bills beat the Jets, of course. Saints, you know, kept their playoffs hopes alive by beating the Falcons, um, but, I think, I don't know how they got eliminated. They got eliminated. I don't know if it was, like, last week or this week, but yeah, Saints didn't make it to the playoffs, which, you know, they had some good moments. Jameis Winston, though, that's going to be exciting for them. Falcons, I don't know if Matt Ryan's going to return next year, um, it sounds like the ownership does want him back, so we'll see. Buccaneers just completely whooped up on Carolina. Carolina, I don't know uh, what your guys plan on. you probably need a uh, a quarterback or something like that. I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, we'll see. San Francisco, L.A. Rams, that game went into overtime. The Rams, oh, the Rams came out on top. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo playing to get into the playoffs Late in the ball game, game winning drive. Jimmy Garoppolo, so underrated. I mean, so many people want to give the Niners shit and they want to give Jimmy Garoppolo shit, but, you know, there's talks about him possibly, you know, slowly getting moved out for Trey Lance. That's the whole reason that they traded up to go get him. They got their quarterback of the future. Jimmy G is just going to be there as a serviceable quarterback until they decide to get rid of him. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me. This guy's got Super Bowl experience. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes all the way to the Super Bowl. Like, that would be an incredible story for all the doubters out there. You know, Jimmy G is there to stay. That would basically be the only reason he would, you know, be the quarterback next year but other than that I mean if they lose then you can see them transitioning to Trey Lance and this being his last year uh Dolphins of course you know they beat the Patriots yet again um, Jalen Wall, he broke uh Anquan Bolden's rookie record for receptions in a single game so good for him um and yeah good for the Dolphins for being up on the Patriots but bad on the Dolphins for firing Brian Flores um Seahawks You know, the Cardinals had a chance to take over the NFC West at the last game of the season when they played the Seattle Seahawks, but they lost to them, 38-30. And that was, you know, good old Rashad Penny, touchdown. Big, big touchdown. And put the game away. I was like, nice. But uh, I was, "Eh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. This is going to be interesting. I mean, these playoffs are going to be fun. That's when Super Wild Card Weekend will start Saturday. And things are going to be quite interesting. Las Vegas Raiders... And the Cincinnati Bengals is going to be the first game of the week. That's going to be at 2.30 on Saturday. The Raiders and Bengals. Oh, who's going to win that one? Uh, That's two wild franchises. I can't believe that the Las Vegas Raiders are here in the first place. So they beat the Chargers in the last game. They punched their ticket in. Chargers got out. You know, they didn't go for the tie, which would have gotten the Chargers and the Raiders in and kicked the Steelers out. Steelers made it in because one of the teams won. And that's crazy that the Steelers are in, too we'll get more into that how I felt about San Francisco might be just as crazy as how I feel about um, Pittsburgh I mean these teams are playing with high emotion I can see Jimmy Garoppolo playing high emotional football to get his team to the Super Bowl it's not crazy to think I mean they can pound the hell out of the ball and uh, you know run the hell out of the game and they can take over on offense I mean this team's been to the Super Bowl before if you guys have not been paying attention But the Raiders, mm, I don't see the Raiders beating the Cincinnati Bengals even though, you know, they've had one epic season which was full of chaos and, and completely low moments. I mean, the Raiders, who would have thought that the Raiders would have been here? I mean, just everything that has happened with this team. You start with, of course, the head coach, John Gruden, completely annihilated his, his career with the Raiders, you know, basically being forced to resign because of some emails that had came out, uh, years ago. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of unexpected to see. He, uh, he goes out and, uh, you know, the, uh, interim head coach, Rich Bisaccia. Um, you know, he's done a great job handling this team. And even all the other stuff that went down when they had to deal with uh, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs, who was drinking and driving and ended up killing a woman, unfortunately, and costing her life. And uh, he, he was going, yeah, it was just, just incredible. I mean, that was just a complete fall from grace. And yeah, Henry Ruggs, and then the uh, cornerback who was like flashing his. Assault rifle all over social media saying he's going to kill somebody or he killed somebody. I don't know. But uh, this team has been through the fires and has, like, came out untouched. So good for the Raiders for making it. I don't know if you guys will beat the Bengals. If you do beat the Bengals, you know, guys might have some sort of destiny or some shit like that happening. But we'll see. Uh, Another NFC East battle that's going to happen. The New England Patriots will battle the Buffalo Bills. That's going to be a fun one because, you know, These two teams had swapped wins with each other. Patriots coming out on top at first. Um, I think that was a game where they just ran the hell out of the ball and there was nothing that Buffalo could do about it. And, you know, this is uh, Bill Belichick going into the playoffs. You know how dangerous this man could be. He was in the playoffs last year for the first time in forever, so we're going to see what happens. Uh, But the Buffalo Bills, I feel like Josh Allen's got to step up and be like, no, this is our moment. You know, we were been at the top before uh i'm going with the bills i think the bills can do it i think they can handle the patriots Uh, mac jones is a rookie everybody needs to remember that and uh you know they could run the ball but i think they're going to be expecting it and they won't really get much done so situational football bill what are you going to do so then we're going to get three games on sunday philadelphia eagles tampa bay buccaneers is going to be the first one in the morning obviously i'm going with the bucks tom brady mvp probably and uh you know this Eagles just this Eagles team hasn't really done enough, especially with their quarterback Jalen Hurts. So it's gonna be Bucks all the way, and that's gonna be great mom- You know it's gonna be a great moment for them. It's gonna build momentum, and they're gonna go into the next week, you know, with some fire. Good old rivalry from old days. You know renewed San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. This has always been an incredible matchup in the playoff. That game's going to be at 2.30. Uh, Jimmy G versus Dak Prescott. I mean, a lot of people are down. I mean, this new generation of Cowboy fans, I mean, they're, they're not how they used to be where they expected to win the championship. They just, like, don't even think that they're going to get far. I mean, they think that they're going to lose. This is Dak Prescott. This isn't your Tony Romo, Dallas Cowboys. This is Dak Prescott. And he's looking look pretty good. I can see them getting far in the playoffs. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, With that being said, you know, the Niners, I mean, a lot of people are picking the Niners. This one's hard. Um, (laughs) This is probably the hardest one I'm having with. um, And you look at these two teams matched up. You just think about all this history that comes flooring in the catch, um, you know, the Dynasty Cowboys, the Joe Montana Niners and both these teams just colliding with each other at the highest moments of all (laughs) in the... uh, early 90s so and late 80s and 81 but it's I don't know man it's it's hard to say uh I'm gonna go with the Cowboys though I think Dak Prescott's gonna been waiting for to get to the playoffs for some time so he's gonna kick some ass I think he's gonna be ready to roll and they have you know Tony Pollard and uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh I mean this is a good team don't get me wrong and then Trayvon Diggs and Makai Parsons or Mika Parsons whatever the hell his name is then yeah, this team has been pretty good, so um, don't count down. You know, count out the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I think they're they're probably going to get far. Um, if not, oh well, I was wrong. <laughs> um, the next game would be the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kansas City Chiefs, who, in their right mind, would have thought that the Pittsburgh Steelers at the beginning of the year, you know, statue Big Ben sitting in the backfield, you know, throwing out, you know stiff in throws and and struggling throughout the season and getting hurt and getting banged up and there's a lot of talk about him you know this being his last year you know is he going to come back is he going to retire you know and that's what it started to seem like at the end of the year and uh the last game at home in uh Hinesfield, you know getting all emotional you know And then, like, the reporter asking him, how do you go out in this game? He's like, with a win. You know, crying on the sidelines, like, yeah, this is Big Ben's last year. This is the scary part. This is where we start talking. And they win. They beat Baltimore, another rival, you know, emotional win. Now they keep their playoff hopes alive just as long as the Raiders and Chargers don't tie. And how likely is that? Especially with AFC West teams. I mean, it's not like they hate the Steelers or anything like that. But they allowed the Steelers to get into the playoffs, and that's dangerous because Big Ben has won the Super Bowl twice already. Big Ben has been, you know, took a crappy team and, and made them into champions. you remember that 2005 year where they had to play three straight road games starting in the wild card round, starting against Cincinnati, starting against Indianapolis, then against the Denver. Oh, God, hold on. Having just, oh God, Vietnam flashbacks, Denver Broncos blowing that 5 season, losing to the Steelers at home. Oh God. Anyway, yeah, Champ Bailey's interception against Tom Brady meant for nothing when they battled the Pittsburgh Steelers the following week in the AFC Championship and just got smacked in the face and just shocked. I was so shocked I just couldn't believe it happened, Uh, especially losing at home. That hurts. And... Ben Roethlisberger took his Steelers to the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 40. His second year in the lead. And incredible. Just an incredible ride. And then they beat the Cardinals in 2008. Since then, I mean, they've been back in 2010. They were there. Lost to the Green Bay Packers, which is Aaron Rodgers' only lonesome championship. So you could totally see the Steelers going all the way to the Super Bowl. The Packers better hope that they don't play them, because could you imagine? It's supposed to be Aaron Rodgers' last ride, it turns out to be Big Ben's last ride, and that's who plays each other in the Super Bowl. Nah, I just I couldn't imagine that. So, I'm not gonna say the Steelers are gonna win. Hell no, I think the Chiefs will, you know, put away the Steelers, but. Don't be surprised if they have an emotional run with big big Ben Roethlisberger as our quarterback, man. We're going to get him one more championship before he goes home. <laughs> you know, emotional football. You know, when you play with your heart, that, that many things can happen, man. So that's where it's going to get. That's going to be the primetime game for the AFC wildcard. And then our very first Monday night football matchup in the playoffs. Arizona Cardinals will battle the Los Angeles Rams. This is going to be a hard one to pick this one's gonna be interesting this is man oh man this is this is crazy um i guess if i had to pick one i mean i would have to go with the rams man i think the rams have enough superstar talent on their team to beat the cardinals but the cardinals have had the upper hand the cardinals are a hard fighting team And this is a really good rivalry recently. So these two teams are going to put up a hell of a fight. I think it's going to be one of the best games of the playoffs this year. And uh, Stafford, he's got to get over that hump of, you know, just getting to the playoffs and not doing anything because he did it in, what, 2011, 2010, somewhere around there. And uh, 2012, I think, didn't really accommodate for anything when, you know. And they did it with Jim Caldwell, so he was a good coach, too, for that team. Since then... I mean, Stafford hasn't really done much, hasn't made it to the playoffs. So this is his first opportunity. So we'll see what happens. This is also Kyler Murray's first opportunity to really get far. Um, But this is only his second year. I mean, he's he's been impressive this year. At one point, I thought he was going to win MVP. I think it's going to be Tom, though. So that is the playoff matchups. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be freaking incredible. Uh, Bronco head coach candidates. Let's just go ahead and go through that really quick, and then we'll uh, we'll say sayonara. Uh But according to Joe Ellis, he is looking for a primary looking for a leader. Wants well, somebody who's going to lead the team because one thing that you know Vic Fangio had a problem with was you know leading his team. Vic Fangio would constantly throw his team under the bus whenever things wouldn't go right. Just a bad sign of you know leadership for this team. And uh, you know the search is going to be completely on. General Manager George Payton. So it's gonna be up to him. Um, and you know the comment on you know having leadership may discount say first-time head coach, but maybe not. So, I mean there's so many names that have been brought up since the search has begun, then so the search begins. To the hunt! Right, there's a hunt! And, uh, I mean, one of the first names that came up was linebackers coach, the New England Patriots, Gerard Mayo. You guys may remember him from his playing days with the Patriots. He was a pretty good linebacker. Um, It was an interesting one, though. Linebackers coach, not really a defensive coordinator or anything like that. Maybe he's a good leader. So maybe he was a good leader for the Patriots during their run. That's going to be an interesting one. I feel like that was one of the biggest surprises. Um, Then right away. Cowboys defensive coordinator they asked permission to speak to him Dan Quinn former Falcons head coach Everybody remembers him It's the man who blundered the 28-3 lead over the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl Um, And that was just one of the coolest comebacks of all time Um, One of the best Super Bowls of all time as well Just because of the outcome just because everything that happened So it was incredible um, and then also sticking with the Cardinals coaching, uh, offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, Packers offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, which kind of sounds like, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers bait. So just trying to like, Hey, Aaron, we got your coordinator. You want to come here? Um, that's, that's what it sounds like. Nathaniel Hackett. I think also they want to interview their quarterbacks coach, um, then there's also Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell, uh, well coaching with Sean McVay for some time. Doug Peterson has been a name that's been dropped, and uh, he's also a veteran head coach, former Super Bowl winning head coach, and unlike Dan Quinn, so also offensive minded head coach Doug Peterson is. Jim Harbaugh has been a name that's been dropped only because he said he would, um, what do you say, entertain. Uh, calls from the nfl so he has not ruled it out as a possibility of returning to the nfl and he's a pretty good leader i mean he turned around that san francisco 49ers team we remember them beforehand we remember them with uh good old uh mike singletary cannot win with them cannot coach with them can't do it so that was <laughs> That was a bad leader. And then you go to Jim Harbaugh, who's a really good leader, you know, where everybody thought Alex Smith was a bust and his days are over. And then Jim was like, I see Alex Smith. He's a great quarterback. You guys just gonna need somebody to believe in him. So I like him, um, but I don't think the Broncos are interested in Jim. So I feel like he'd have a heart, you know, heavy opinion of where he wants to go. Also, one of my favorite options was. Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy who has Colorado ties here, former running back for the CU Buffs for the 1990 national championship team. So, he has been with the Chiefs for some time and he's calling plays. It's not all Andy Reid. It's definitely Eric Bieniemy who's out there with the clipboard and, you know, play sheet and talking into the mic, talking to Patrick Mahomes. And some of his play calling is pretty good I'm a fan of that option If you you do go back to a first time head coach Which the Denver Broncos have swung And missed on three of them You know The last three that we've had have been pretty bad First time head coaches Josh McDaniels, 2009 Then you had Vance Joseph, 2017 Then, of course Lately, Vic Fangio And, uh, yeah I don't know. Which out of those three have been the worst? Uh, you can always email us at elevatedsportspodcasts at gmail.com and uh, give your opinion. What you think about that. Um, and then another couple of names we've heard. Detroit defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, which kind of confusing because I mean Detroit's been pretty bad. Brian Flores. I don't know if the Broncos have any interest in Brian Flores, but he's been pretty good and it wouldn't be you know surprising. But also Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon, just so many names, uh, you know, popping up all over the place. And, you know, Joe Alice has also said that uh, ownership is not going to play a factor in the head coaching position, but the Denver Broncos are on the right side of of healing itself. We're going to figure out what's going on with the ownership ownership situation. That's basically going to happen behind the scenes. not really going to affect anything else that happens regarding the head coaching job. So, um, it's all George Payton right now who's got to make those decisions. So first got to find the head coach, then the head coach and the GM got to come together and they got to find the next quarterback of the future. Um, and uh, from there, that's where things get interesting. That's where things get fun. We'll look at the draft. We'll look at uh, the offseason and the NFL, see what's going to happen. Um, that's basically the entire football show that we have for you. Um yeah i mean it's been quite the ride and uh we'll see where things go from here We'll come back with you with another episode here later on talking others teams and other sports We we'll also uh haven't talked about the nuggets or avalanche in a while so we'll get into that give you other colorado local news um and then we'll also you know talk more about these playoffs here um And once we, you know, playoffs are over, then we'll definitely get into some mock drafts and try and figure out who's going to pick who. But uh, I've kind of been looking into it already, seeing where certain guys are going to be. But all that changes throughout the offseason. So we'll see where it goes. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you made it this far, thank you so much. Please leave a review, uh, comment, like, subscribe, do it all. Um, You know, it helps me out. And if you want to support the podcast, you can find that information in uh our website and you can always email me if you want to get a shout out on the show if you want to be on the show if you want to help out the show in any way possible uh email me at elevated sports podcast at gmail.com i will definitely be checking it out regularly and uh, and you can always find me on social media i'm on everything basically except for youtube but that's going to be in the works um Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of the Elevated Sports Podcast. This has been Eric Sagala, and everybody stay elevated. (laughs) This has been the Elevated Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow at Elevated underscore Sagala, S-I-G-A-L-A, on Twitter and Elevated Sports Community on Instagram for updates and interactions with the host. Remember to always stay elevated.